Welcome to Beer, Welcome money, to beer money Pulling Team. Sit down. Sit down. Shut up. Shut up. Hang fitting that we would play a video of John Dagenhart because he got a session win, didn't he, at um, uh, Sandwich, didn't he, Charles? Yes, he did. 
All right, awesome. And then Greg, after watching our highlight video, oh, I don't want me big. I want Randall big. Um, <laughs> after watching that, the the sandwich, there's gonna be a, a new some new additions to the highlight reel as well, Greg, from the Colin Ross and Blake Graves and Demar. Yeah. Your opening, there was only one thing that's supposed to be on fire, and I think that was the turban. <laughs> yeah, that's and actually they actually messaged me and said, Hey, we we did that, we do that on purpose. And I said, Yeah, but it's right. still cool. So Right. Everybody, it's Monday, September 12th. My name is Jason Schultz. Charles Posh is above me. Paul Romax below me. Big Ryan Rusinks in the very bottom. The Greg Randall, the executive director of the NTPA, is joining us tonight. Greg and I, we've been talking about getting him on the show. Very busy season. Very busy time with you for you, Greg. Just ran up, wrapped up the Grand National Points, heading into the Enderly, and then you have the rules meeting, and then we go into banquet season and fair season, and then you rock and roll. But if you can start out, Greg, what does the executive director of the NTPA do on it? Like, what's your job description, Greg, for the fans watching? Yeah, my job description is pretty much the administrative side of the business. So uh, if it has anything to do with the contract, promoter negotiations, sponsor negotiations, um, that has to do with the television series, polar programs, that's currently uh, currently what I'm doing. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a full plate. It absolutely is. Um, if you could summarize, like the 2022 season, Greg, was it? You know, did you see above average crowds, average crowds? What did you see from a spectator standpoint? You know, and I'll, I'll actually kind of go by something I also follow. We have our merchandising program, and I would say our our crowds were were fairly average over the, since 16. Uh, we hit a little bit of a a surge, I want to say, last year. I think Bowling Green was bigger because the Canadian border was open. But um, there's a lot to – I thought Sandwich, from what my eyes were telling me, that looked like the largest crowd I've seen there, for instance. Well, I heard uh, Scott, Scott talking afterwards when he was handing out the Grand National Championship. I heard him say they ran out of tickets Saturday night. Did you hear that? Wow. I did not, but I, I would not be surprised from what my eyes were telling me and the staff that came back. Uh, yesterday when we, we met this morning, uh, they were kind of singing its praises of, of how well it was and how good the crowds were. Yeah. And then, so, Charles, I had no idea that Larry Richwine announced. Yes, he does. He's done and, uh, a few of them. I bought the live stream on the way home. Uh, Buckner, Missouri got rained out, so I drove home from Kansas City Saturday night, and I bought the live stream, and I was watching on the way home, and I was texting Richwine, and <laughs> I mean, he's, oh, my God, the things he said, I was laughing so freaking hard. I, I didn't know what to say. I was like, I'd get in trouble for that stuff. But old Rich Ryan, he's just jamming along. The Dolly Parton joke. Randall, can you talk, talk about the Dolly Parton joke a little bit? You told me. Well, yeah, it's funny. You talk about that. Back in the 80s, my cousin, uh, Kevin Mayberry and Liberty Street, uh, they played with all the big groups, uh, Alabama, George Jones, Dolly Parton. They played with Dolly Parton. Uh, 40 years ago, I was talking. It's funny. I played in the church. I played the drums. I played the church. The bass player played with T.G. Shepard for six years touring. And uh, anyway, we were talking, and Kevin, I saw Don Williams, T.G. Shepard, and, and Kevin Mabry and Liberty Street were the opening acts. And anyway, Kevin would use that joke about, you know, the I, I think Bob, Bob, Dolly Parton sitting out in our audience went from Nashville, Tennessee, you know, and the people were like, oh, look up, stand up. And we saw this several times that you do it. And then the bass player would say, no, nah, that's two ball-headed guys from Mechanicsburg. You know? so I heard that joke. That joke has some mileage on it, man. <laughs> when Rich Ryan said that, 
Saturday night, and I was driving home. I think I swerved my car a little bit because I was like, "Did you see that?" It was so funny. Oh, it was so funny. But he uh, he says, "Jason, I don't announce. I just talk." And he was talking to the people in front of him, and it, it was it was comedy. It was awesome, and he obviously very knowledgeable about the classes as well. Like when Trevor Demars, so he started leaking oil at, at fuel at the starting line, and then Jeff's jumping out on the track, or somebody grew telling him to stop. Trevor just keeps going. And Larry's like, all right, there's fuel on the track, guys. Hey, Brandon, can you just back the sled up a little bit? We already got the distance. It was just like so calm, cool, and collective. Like, I've seen this before. Let's just not burn the tractor up. Let's back it up. Uh, it was yeah. uh, it was awesome how we nailed it. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, very awesome. Again, if you're just joining us, Greg Randall's joining us, executive director of the NTPA, and my dog's barking in the background. So I appreciate him doing that. Um, do you have any questions for Greg or any comments from the NTPA season? Uh, please type them in. Uh, uh, Dick Morgan put on pulloff.com that he thinks the Enderly is one of the most unique events in the sport of truck and tractor pulling grade. Uh, you know, just the lineup, bang, 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 regions, Grand National. What does the Enderly mean to the NTPA? And more importantly, what have you heard from competitors that privilege the honor to be invited to the Enderly? Well, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I don't think I, in 35 Enderlies, I I've been to every one of them, at least one session for every year. I went back and kind of looked. So I was there in 1987 with my dad at the Ohio State Fair. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like, what's this? You know, they're bringing back five people to pull after the regular points pull. But it was kind of cool, you know, to see it make one run and done. Um, Kent always wanted to see it stand on its own eventually. And uh, some things occurred which made it uh, possible to happen and we decided to move it from fort recovery to urbana and put it at the end of the year what was happening a little bit was uh some teams they would maybe lose their point championship let's say it's saturday well it was saturday and sunday at fort recovery and let's say I, i'll remember one distinctly the unlimited modifieds ld nation probably lost an unlimited title due to running the Enderley on Saturday night following the class. And he ran out of bounds on one of the days, and then he hurt the tractor. He might have won the Enderley that year, but he hurt the tractor. And the next day he got next to last. And I remember going over to Gardner Stone and uh, saying, man, Gardner, how's it feel to leave Fort Recovery at the points lead? He says, are you kidding me? LD had a big lead. I said, "Have you? did you even calculate things? LD is trailing you now. And Gardner ended up winning all the championships on that. So that was one of the tougher deals. Sometimes some of those guys may run at least three times at Fort. Maybe, I'd have to go back and check, but maybe four. There wasn't too many pull-offs in the Enderley, but there were a couple, I want to say. So what it gives the NTPA is, I, back for a long time, I said, you know, there's kind of like four corners to a foundation, and you got Toma, Chapel Hill, Bowling Green, and Enderley. That seemed to be... Kind of like when you talk to sponsors, you know, we got one big one in July or June, one in July, one in August, one in September. Well, now with some of the expansions of some of these events, we, we've really got several more. But it, it's a big carrot at the end of the year. So let's say you didn't win the title. You take Tom Owens, who came very, very razor sharp, close to winning one point on my class. One point. Yep. And uh, just a couple things could have changed, and, and he would have had it. Well, if you don't win the championship, sometimes – the making of the season is to win the Enderley, you know, and I think that's um, 
a big part of it. For the regional guys, it's maybe the only time in their careers that they'll compete against each other. The format is fast. Um, it's a venue I'm very familiar with because that's my hometown. I grew up there. One of the reasons we took it to Enderley is because I still have a ton of contacts that help me to this day. You know, it takes probably the work. The worker list is like four pages, and it's wow. single space with by the last name. So by the time we get to the, the end of it, you know, uh, it's about four pages of people. Uh, so you know, let's say it's uh, I, I think I got 96 staff shirts, and, and sometimes we run out. Uh, from the ticket takers to the to people working security to the people working the track, uh, we've got people assigned at this event for on the limer. We got people on the the oil dry and the shovels, and we got people. I mean, we got that, and it's an all star crew. I mean, the people coming in, the sleds, the officials. Um, you know, so a lot of times <laughs> we've had to say, just slow it down a tick. You know, savor the food. Don't we don't have to blast them through because we can. Uh, we still got that entertainment, uh, you know, quotient uh, there. But um, I think that's been a, a, a huge secret for, for a lot of people. It's it's their chance, if they don't want a title, to to still have a big accomplishment. Of course, the, the like the Bowling Green Ring is big or sweeping any of those major events. Um, they're all big. All the events are trying to work their way into their special thing, much like NASCAR, let's say, you know, a lot of the, the different uh, uh, buzz terms of the tracks and what they give away at the tracks and so on and so forth. So uh, we've been very fortunate to, for the longevity of the Enderley. Back in December, we, we uh, signed a four-year contract to extend the Enderley with Enderley Fuel Injection and with uh, the Champaign County Fairgrounds. So uh, we're there the next four years for certain, and, and Mike keeps telling me it, it's just Mike Kenna, the stepson. It's just going to keep continuing uh, as long as he's got breath. So uh, awesome. those are all, all good good things. Travis Schlaubaugh, your Grand National back-to-back -back Grand National champion, would like to have no chalk lines at Sandwich, I think, anymore, Randall. So we're about well, to see you. <laughs> you know, I can under I can understand. He went for it, like. Travis, I'm telling you, you did it. You did a fine job, Travis. Man, what an speaking announcing voices. What an announcing voice he's got, and yep. and a great analyst. Man, he does fantastic. Of course, Allison keeps him in line. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, it all depends what time of day it is. Agreed. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. For that. Sometimes, sometimes it's best efforts. The so best efforts. I'm going to pause this for just a second because we're all big. Travis has been our number one guest on the show. He's from Ringo, okay. Iowa. That's where I was born. They haven't put the sign up yet, Greg, outside of town, hometown of Travis and Jason, but we're working on it. we got to get some zoning stuff. You need to talk to Joe Edder. Joe's got that. <laughs> he, I mean, he should. He does. Oh, He's got but that. Also, did everybody kind of feel like Randall was name dropping? OLD Nation, Gardner Stone. Charles, did you kind of hear that a little bit? I mean, we all do it. So, I, I mean, mean, I can't, can't bust Greg for it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was watching the live stream driving home, and I heard one of the gals say to Larry, all Travis has to do is make a, a, a legal pass. I can't remember exactly what she said. And so he said, all he has to do is keep it in bounds, and then he'll win the, the championship. And then I watched Travis go out of bounds, and I'm like, oh, no. And I didn't realize how it all works. So when you get DQ'd, you get last, right, Greg? Well, uh, for 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 him, and I didn't, I didn't look at the results. I just knew he went out of bounds, and he had the farthest distance, too. I, I saw yeah. that. 
but it's um, so you get 15 points to hook if you're a Grand National licensed vehicle in this particular instance. And then if if you're Grand Nationally licensed for the registered rather the vehicle. So let's say uh, let's say Kent Payne won, he would get 15 points and then Blaygrave got third, but he'll get second place points because the guy in the middle was say it's Dagenhart who doesn't have a Grand National license. He's got a regional license. So it's 29. So there might have been 10 in the class there. Uh, I, again, I, I'm not, you know, I, I've been thinking about some other things this weekend, but I watched a little bit and I just saw who got the championships. And, uh, but honestly, if there was only seven point tractors, the worst he would get was like 23 points. So okay. if he had a 12 point lead going in, and uh, boy, we might want to move those barriers back, Travis. No, I'm teasing. But, uh, <laughs> but honestly, I mean, that's where he, he knew that as long as he, hooked to the sled and, and got place points, uh, you know, he had a big enough lead to, to win the title. So I wonder what Allison is right now. Right now. When's my turn to drive is probably yeah, what you're thinking. <laughs> For the longest time, I wanted like the wives of the two wheel drive trucks back about 10 years. I wanted them to just, just enter and just let's have an all female invitational of, uh, uh, you know, back then it was like Marshall Mar, Kathy Petro, Fonda Barr, uh, uh, Elliot, Robert Elliot's wife. Uh, we, we, we joked about that some of having, having a, a special uh, female uh, pull-off. Yep. There goes Randall dropping names again. Dropping names. <laughs> well, now since I'm on this show, I can drop all your names. So. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get you nowhere in a hurry. Yeah, that, that, and, that and 50 that. cents will get you a cup of coffee somewhere, maybe. <laughs> Probably jail, Randall. So. <laughs> Colin Burkholz is a good friend of the show. He he watches every Monday night, and they of course they have the the, the always call it the fourteen sixty five. It's an inside joke, but the beautiful fourteen fifty six. The Enderly is amazing to be part of. It's just a different feel, like a playoff or a Super Bowl win, verifying your successful season that got you there. And you know nobody does this for the money, Greg. But to hear a puller like that, you know, say something like that, that's. To me, you know what gets what gets me. I've never been to the Enderly, uh, but I, you know, it's something I, obviously you aspire for someday. So it's neat to hear yeah, the talk about it like that. Yeah, it, it really is, and, and it's interesting because I'll be honest. The first year we were taking to Urbana, I, I was telling everybody, I still tell this day, we can only go one direction, and that's screw it up. You know, I mean, because it's got such a you know a history. Uh, it is a carrot at the end of the year, and uh, I actually put together a proposal. We shot it by Ken Enderley. I was concerned about how people would feel with five in a class, um, and, and there was all kinds of things kicked around. And Ken says, "No, I think we'll just, uh, you know, we'll just leave the format alone." And at that point, we were just taking four regional uh, classes in the Grand National divisions, but it's really worked. And I guess. What I what I enjoy again being my my former hometown. I'll run into people in the off season and they'll say, "Hey, you know, we went to that uh, uh, show in Urbana in September." And 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 what, what's gratifying is actually hearing from the wives. Some sometimes are maybe a former classmate of mine, and they'll say, "You know, I really wasn't all hip on going, but when I went, I actually was entertained. I enjoyed it. I'd go back." And I've heard that more than several times, and uh, so. I'll tell you, the other thing that I enjoy this time of year for Enderly is I like uh, doing the advertising, the marketing of it. Because, again, we handle everything from ticket sales to everything. 
Whereas the other seven events that we do, we're coming in and sanction it and, and then adding on some other things, whether it's the TV series, whether it's the live streaming, uh, whether O'Reilly sells uh, tickets uh, for the promoter. So I really enjoy that. And uh, the first day of our marketing campaign, I had, a, I had an email. I won't drop the name. But <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah. Um, but I had, I, had, I had a Polar's wife slash mom email me and said, hey, I woke up and I saw it on Channel 7 WHI in Dayton, which is a CBS local fellow during the news. And then I jumped in the car to go shopping and I heard it on my favorite radio station. Now, granted, this Polar is probably 60 miles away from Urbana. So I'm like, hey, I'm glad to hear that you're, you're, you're noticing that. I had a couple texts over the weekend. Then I, I had a meeting a week ago, well, Tuesday, tomorrow be a week ago, with about 15 of the, the core people that helped the you know infrastructure Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We got to get ready just like every other promoter with stuff. And as I go, we I get the front page of the county classifieds, which isn't very expensive, but Urbana is almost the, the, the bullseye, and it goes out to about 10 counties around, and it's like 30-some thousand. Uh, it's a free paper. So it's on the front. So even when you walk up, when you see it, it's laying on the counter. And the way we do the ad, you, you know, it's got pictures on the top, on the bottom, you know, allstarpool.com. It's got the whole thing. So uh, that's good. And then I, I, I picked up a new radio station, which is Marysville, Delaware. I did a campaign. And on my way from uh, picking up some pizzas from one of our sponsors to take to and feed the, the, the 15 folks, uh, I heard an, and the ad on there. So on Tuesday, I was really happy. And, and when I, you know, I sanction uh, or write the contracts and so forth for these events, I really talk specifically about advertising. And I'm just, I'm here to tell you, you got to do a little bit of everything. You got to spend the money. And a lot of promoters, I think, once they put that, no matter what the placard is out there, they figure that's going to draw my fans. And I always say the Enderly pull-off, if I did zero advertising, we'd probably get 50 to 60% of the fans. But it's that. 50 to 40% that we draw that may be coming once every couple, three years. That's the difference between the thing being successful, packing the stands, making money and not. And uh, so when I go in and talk to the promoters, I'm dealing with my experience with this particular uh, event. And I can, I'll tell them, you know, the geofencing that I do, I'll tell them what I do with the TV, the radio, the posters, we do 330 posters and they get up. So, um, funny, I'll tell you a funny story. So, uh, the first year we did Enderly, I was out of the office. It takes about two days. I, I put up about 150 to 200 of those. I also go to the ticket outlets and give them the uh, advanced tickets. So there's some things that I do that's not just hanging posters, but, uh, Dave Schreier, <laughs> who's, you know, my boss at the time says, Greg, I don't know. You should, you be out there doing that? And I said, well, let's see, Dave. Do you, would you say we draw two people per poster? Yeah, that's probably accurate. Okay, so I can do 10 posters an hour. That's $30 a poster times 10 an hour. That's 300. I'm out usually for 10 hours that day. So that's, you know, do the math. He says, yeah, if you stay out there, put the posters up and see the <laughs> ticket people. But as I said, I don't think I'm going to do any more than that when it, by being in the office, you know. But it's good because when, when I see these folks, they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember I remember last year. When is this? They'll start asking questions. And uh, the, bar, the, the barbershops in the small towns, uh, the uh, hardware stores, the, the mom and pop restaurants, you know, you can't hardly hang anything in things that are franchised, the big, you know, the big restaurants everybody knows or whatever. 
uh, O'Reilly's, you know, there's, uh, I'm thinking 60, 80 outlets. I get a report and about every day those tickets double. And today I got a report and I'm thinking the weather forecast is good. I think we're going to have a tremendous crowd based on what I'm just seeing with, with that little sample. So, uh, so that's good. When you have the weather, you got everything, but, uh, promoters out there, I, I can't emphasize enough. You gotta, as much as they'll worry about a lot of the things to have the actual pull, the physical in between the lines. Um, a lot of times there's nobody that's paying attention to that. And if you don't have that person, it, it sometimes can be short lived. And, uh, you know, that, that I can't stress that enough. We, I was going to a new promoter. I say, you know, we're not interested in one and done. We're trying to build a relationship. It's like, you know, uh, if you want to talk about, you know, like personal relationships, friends or romance or whatever, you're, you're, you're trying to build a, a relationship and, and you want to continue to go. And I always say, you know, a lot of them want to name this pool or that pool. We want to be the next X. And I'll say, you just need to be the best you and every year improve on something. And there's events that have proved on things year after year. And then people say, wow, I can't believe how they've grown. Well, they've done what I've kind of, you know, advocated. And it's not anything that's special for my lips. It's it's just some common sense, you know. And uh, that's that's what hopefully a lot of these groups, and it takes people, you know. A lot of the places we've been and they're no longer at, um, maybe somebody passed away. I mean, Gay Galax, Virginia, I think that's a very, uh, J.C. Harrison passed away, and then there was nobody to pick the thing up. Um, if you have one or two and there's a disinterest, why pretty soon, you know, it's, it's going by the wayside. So um, it's a relationship business, and, you know, I think we've been good at the relationships and uh, the longevity of, of the NTPA certainly helps from a marketing aspect. But, um, you know, it, we're all in this together. Uh, and I've we've, we've kind of said good pulling is good for everybody. And I, I still feel that way um, because when they talk about cultivating fans in the super, you know, casual fan into a fan into a super fan, let's say, uh, you know, that takes some time and it takes good experiences. And uh, so, you know, yes, I see some things on the message boards and uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes, sometimes I always say sometimes if the part of the premise is wrong in the statement, then it can go way sidetracked to what's really right or real. Um, but I, I mean, some just there's some people that have some pretty good critical uh, comments, uh, constructive criticism uh, that, that, that I take note of. But uh, there's a lot of variables in making this thing successful. And, uh, you know, as we expand our resources, which I feel like we'll, we will be doing uh, in the short term, uh, I think more things can happen. But coming off the pandemic and getting back to this is really took two years to get to see where are we back, you know, are we back to normal. And I'd say 2022, from what I see to compare it to 19, yeah, we're, we're, we're back to normal. And hopefully we can stay that way in society with all the other things that they try to throw at us. But um, yeah, I, I look forward to the next uh, few years because I think we'll, we'll have some, some different things happening and some changes. Awesome. In that vein with what you were just talking about, what would you say to a prospective promoter that says, hey, I, I want to do this. I want to have an NTPA show. 
What are you looking for in terms of homework that they've done on the front end when they approach you? What What do you want to see? I, I, a lot of times I'll base some of my opinion over what questions they ask. You know, have, how far down the road have they thought this through? A lot of times it'd be, hey, we've got, yeah, we've got $30,000. We're going to do a one night show. Well, tell me a little bit outside of, you know, we've got the water truck and we've got a guy to hook the sled and unhook the sled. What's the whole thing? Have you thought about, uh, you know, do you have barriers? Um, we'll go over a whole litany. Normally, a new Grand National, I'll, I'll give you some examples. Hagerstown, Maryland's one. Um, Atwood, Tennessee, we are at the Virginia Motorsports Complex there, and we got completely rained out for the weekend, and the guy that was really the pulling enthusiast he moved back because he had a grandchild in South Dakota. Uh, anyway, he was at Rockwell, actually. Uh, Rick Linder is his name. But anyway, um, we'll go. I'll talk to him. I'll make a trip down. We sign a contract. And I'll, I'll spend several hours with him. And then, like in the case of uh, those three places, I took Jim Miller with me. Because the other thing is we got to have a good track. And a lot of times these places, they know race dirt uh or they think they know the pulling dirt but things have changed and a lot of times they'll say well we build a track once a year and jim miller says i build 35 in a year 40 in a year and and things change each dirt needs something different and we'll go in with the best effort uh, a lot of times the second meeting will really stick on uh, the marketing the logistics and just you know, do, do you have the equipment to, to uh, you know, manicure the dirt? Do you have the people? And sometimes you find out, yeah, they do. And sometimes you realize, well, they thought they did, you know. And uh, so we certainly try to put the effort in there. Um, and, and it's just like anything else. I don't want to call it a, a lost leader, but sometimes we'll throw so much to it in the first year. You know, we're just trying to get something rooted so it'll, it'll grow and, and, and become you know, something special. And uh, so sometimes I'll have guys look at me at the pit and they're like, why the heck are we here? You know, and then maybe they get pleasantly surprised sometimes, uh, you know, you there's not a lot of people out there willing to throw down, let's say a two day grand national show with marketing and everything. I mean, you're probably $60,000 or you should be, you know, three, four class, you really should be. Uh, we've never put a X amount that you have to do the marketing. But I mean, if you're not even taking the free posters from us, that, that always kind of, <laughs> I kind of would scratch my head. They haven't ordered posters yet, or they'll order them two, at, two weeks before the event. One event we did in 1990, uh, I guess uh, it was Juliet, Illinois. And we went across the street to have dinner and it was a country type restaurant. No, no posters. We went into the, uh, office and they'd they it had a big box and i was I, I was in between ntpa i ran my uncle's printing business for four and a half years and i saw the box and i figured that's that's about a thousand posters in that box and they were ours but they cracked the lid open and i mean it wasn't a half inch from the top they ordered all the posters nobody put them out so you know again you you got to do all the steps to, to be successful in these events and it, it takes some diligence and it takes it takes people or someone that's just totally committed um, to, to the event to the event so 
yeah, we, we've got a checklist of stuff we talk about. Um, I don't say I can talk to them blue in, my, in, the, in the face, but after a while, it's either they get it or they don't. And you come back and you say, you know, what did you do? What did, you know, I've had a few of these conversations, too. And when it got down to it, well, nobody really did it. I thought he was doing it. No, I thought she was doing it. And it ended up nobody did it. And uh, that's a big investment to throw out there and be disappointed. Well, we didn't have anybody. Well, what did you do for the advertising? And they really can't answer me. It's like, well, it didn't really have a fair chance to get off the ground. Yeah. No. Um, Michael Palmer said he's seen the commercials on WHIO TV, Channel 7. So that's good for Enderly. Yep. And that's a relatively cheap buy in my mind. Uh, it's a thousand dollars, and it's it's several five and fifteen second commercials during the newscast, which there's a lot of eyeballs on the uh, on the newscast. And then then I get several ads on MeTV during the eight to eleven, which is Andy Griffith and what they have. I think Hogan's Heroes and some other stuff like that. So again. Everybody's gone digital, so there's my digital campaign, and 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 that's that's the station in Urbana. That's the that's the that's the big market, and that's the only change I made about three years ago. I added that, and I saw it at the gate. I could almost say, yeah, that buy increased my crowd by X amount, and now this year I've added the um, the uh, the WDLR, which is Marysville, Delaware. Um, and uh, there, it's kind of a classic station where they talk in between the records, you know. And that was, you know, Motley Crue. And up next, we've got uh, Neil Diamond and then Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Do you, um, on the checklist, I mean, does it talk about, you know, radio, print, TV, social media? I mean, do you dive into that on for a promoter? There is a there is a promoter manual that we continue to update. We send it with the uh, we send the updated version with the insurance application uh, every spring. We do extra like I don't have to have conversations with Toma Bowling Green. Uh, you know some of these places that, that have done it for so long. You know unless you unless unless there's something new that we're doing, we'll, we'll share that information. A lot of times we'll share that at the banquet. The geofencing. I don't know. Are you guys all familiar with geofencing? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I saw. Ricky Rose talked about it. Hutch. <laughs> he talked to me about it too, but I'll just leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing about geofencing. Geofencing is a situation for those that don't know. To me, it's the new the new means not using newspaper. Okay. So uh, I, we did this for Shell Rotella. And, and I, when we were doing the show, we telecup. So I said, look, they come to our events, they see the signs, they hear the PAs, they see the video board, all that information. But what happens when they leave? I said, I think we geofence the events. We were having the show or telecup. And then the, the link is get $10 off 20, whatever it was at O'Reilly's. So then they could track it. They are very happy with that. But what happens is, um, Let's say somebody geofenced the Enderley this weekend. So they'll give the address for the fairgrounds, which is like 284 Park Avenue, Urbana. And they will actually do a, a, a you know, virtual fence around like plotting it on a map. And that's, you know, and it's on this date between these times. Everybody that comes in with the a phone, a cell phone that has notifications turned on, those phones get tagged. It's $10 a thousand impressions. And once... Uh, you know, once those phones are 
tag, then it can start serving the geofencing, the, the message you're at. But the problem is, it's kind of like a guy who would buy the newspaper back 25 years ago when I was advertising for the Mad River Valley Nationals in May in Urbana, Ohio, and the ad was on page eight. He only got to page six. The doorbell rang. It was a neighbor. You know, something happened over there, whatever. And he never picked the newspaper up again. But the thing is, the newspaper, you saw where it was printed. It was printed on page eight. You get a tear sheet. You'd see, you'd see the ad. You get built. Well, on the geofencing, your ad could be there, but maybe you didn't scroll down quite far enough to see it, particularly on your phone. You know, on a, on a, on a computer page, it's, it's a lot bigger. You know, you might see it a little better. But I, sometimes I think that's part of, uh, but I, but it's, 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 again, it's a tool. It's not the tool. Facebook ads, it's a tool, not the tool. Because Facebook, I mean, if you're on there for 45, 50 minutes and all you're doing is this, you're seeing something that may be two seconds. Maybe you stopped, you played a video, you saw it, that's cool. You keep going another 15, 20 minutes. Let's have a, let's have a quiz. Try it at home. Look for a half hour and then have your wife or somebody quiz you on what do you remember seeing? Uh, <laughs> so, so a lot of guys will say, I Facebook that. That's great. What else did you do? And then, eh. so you got to do a little of everything. That's, that's, I guess the, on my soapbox on, on making events successful. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, there's maybe some places where you could have the best marketing campaign and either the population, the weather, what's, Com competing, may maybe that impacted your event. Those things can certainly happen. But uh, yeah, uh, that I hope that kind of answers your question. No, that, that's good information. A um, couple questions about the Pull Off Magazine. Um, will it ever go online? Mick Broughton wants to know. You guys talked about that at all? Hard copy or online, Greg? Well, I think eventually Polar Magazine will be completely electronic. Uh, we have struggled uh, having them out, uh, whether it's paper shortage, whether it's just some things have happened where we haven't had it on the, on the top burner. Uh, apologize for, for that part of things. Uh, I do know for a fact the next issue is at the printer. I know that is, that is the fact. Uh, we're still going to try to finish the uh, year, year strong uh, with the magazine. That will be, that will be the um, that'll be the future of it, I, I believe. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit this weekend. I know um, before the internet, that's how you bought and sold pulling tractors. I interviewed Matt Goodwin or Dennis Goodwin, Greg, and that's how he bought his diesel supers or his first super stock was in the pull-off magazine. I mean, that's how I knew everything before the internet. It was... Yeah, the puller, the puller made the puller was a a very profitable thing, but it's just like everything else. Every, I mean, RFD had a magazine, and they would tout us. They had a hundred thousand subscribers, and they wow. dropped they dropped their subscription when they said they got down to twenty. And I'm like, twenty thousand? That's a lot of subscribers for your age bracket. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, the, the the hard part about that is, and I think we'll always have a publication. Whether it's a yearbook, an annual, you know, and again, we have not weighed anything in stone. We 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 got some issues we got to catch up on, but I think if we're talking a a two three year window, that's maybe where where it will head or be ultimately. But uh, yeah, everything that you see online, I mean, 
hey, I've been a subscriber to the Silver and Black Illustrated. I'm a, I've been a big Raiders fan since 1980. I did not renew this year for the simple fact of everything that I'm seeing in there is a regurgitation of what I've already read online. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Austin just jumped in. Good evening from Lynn, Indiana. Coming off an awesome NTPA Region 2 show. Thanks, Greg, and all the and all of the NTPA. Ready for an even bigger event next year. So. Thanks, Jordan. I heard I heard good reports uh, about Lynn, and I peeked over at the standings. You had a strong show, and that's good to see. And I, it looks like you may have dodged a little bit of weather, uh, which I think everybody did this weekend, thankfully. Uh, Mick Broughton. We bought our first mod four-wheel truck back in 1991 from an ad in the puller. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, times do change, Greg. And I mean, I'm glad that you're, you know you guys are working towards that, but you can't just pull the plug on it. But I get it. I mean, it's fun when I we interviewed Dennis Goodwin and Matt Goodwin. Um, they talked about the Polar Magazine, and you know, and that was just fun. How many, what year would that have started, Charles? Do you remember the Polar Magazine itself? Yeah. Oh, it's been around. It was originally it was like a newsprint style way back to the '70s, and I've actually got an entire case of them right behind me here. Yeah. Um, we need to see it, Charles, because we all have stories. I need to see it, buddy. <laughs> 1970, I think, was the first. And it was actually like a, a eight and a half by 11 folded in half. And it, it was more of a, a briefing of things. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a big box, Charles. <laughs> That's a big box. Heavy, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got a file cabinet. Oh, several file cat file cabinets of everything from from the beginning uh, till present, and uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of history there. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, Brad Caudell watches our show every. He's from South Carolina. He said Lumberton was packed. They had to drag more stands in Friday night. That's great. Yep. Uh, Michael Palmer, Lynn was an awesome event. Nick's checking in. Uh, why something else? Oh, the the NTPA.tv, Greg. Is that just Grand National? Somebody was asking if there'll be more events on the live stream in the future. How do you, how do you get a televised event on NTPA.tv? What's the process? Well, the biggest thing right now is that our video board's there. Um, that's kind of key, number one. That technology uh, stays with Matt Steinmetz for the most part. And uh, we are, you know, we're... It, it kind of really evolves around that. Um, again, it, it takes a few more resources to do more of it. Uh, when AP Productions is there with the with the camera shot, and it's it's another one of those things that, that for the promoter, where we've got the video board, uh, you know, the, the majority of that money goes back to the promoter. So it's really promoted a promoter ticket. Same way with uh, when they buy the full package, the full full package. Um, that's kind of like shares and, and when every one of those subscriptions, the promoters that have it uh, get money back. So those checks are, have every year they've gotten larger. So, so we're, I think we're doing something right there, you know? No, that's good. I love NTPA.tv. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Charles, Paul, Rye, you guys got questions for Greg. Again, if you're just joining us, got Greg Randall. Um, executive director of the NTPA with us just wrapped up the Grand National season. Uh, Enderly this coming weekend, and then the Enderly event. So this is kind of one of the rules. You know, I've been seeing on PullOff.com different rules. I've been plugging you to get the four ones on Grand National. I got to get that plug in there, right, Paul? Yep. 
Thank you. We got it in. So is um, this the same Paul you said is going to have two tractors? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yep. Six one eight Motorsports. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there. Yeah. They're there. They're there. <laughs> um, Greg, what? You know, with pulling, everything is changing. You know, you're always got horsepower coming and, and fuel and air and different, you know, different combinations of motors and stuff. What is one of the biggest challenges you see in pulling in general? Uh, the biggest challenge I actually see is we're finally seeing tires that will hook and they're turning the horsepower up. And by turning the horsepower up, there's a lot of complications to that in having a good, successful show. Dinos. I mean, dyno used to be a dyno used to be a luxury. Now it's a necessity, and guys are, I mean, one run and they can't come back. You know, uh, it's it's to me that's been the biggest thing. A lot of people would love to see more pull offs. Uh, I'm I'm an old school guy, and in, in in a way, you know, that used to be, hey, we're going to have a pull off. Well, I mean, I mean, hardly any. I won't say all, but but there's many that just it's it's one run and done world. So with that case, it does put a lot more uh, stress on the sled operators too, because if they if knowing it's a one run and done, a little bit, and knowing that you know some tracks maybe it's got to be a little lighter out of the hole to get them down to the other end. You don't want to kill a class. Um, it's just a lot of of, of variables and i think everybody's handled it well you know everybody keeps saying we're getting longer we're getting longer we're getting longer because quite honestly sometimes it, it's it's taking well, let's take super stock diesel trucks for instance for a long time it took a little bit of time to realize what was happening they're waiting for that panda trip before they really get in the full throttle well we could have somebody that missed that whole throttle thing by uh 20 30 feet and they changed the change and 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 lighten it up or whatever. And the next truck is way way out there, uh, you know. Some of those things. So that not all divisions. You could probably run 300 feet on a couple of the divisions and it will work out just fine. But by and large, most of them, that longer track uh, is an aid. You know, do we want to see them 400 feet? Well, we might see a couple 400 feet this weekend. People seem to go wild over that. Fans. Fans do, particularly the casual fans. I'll say they're like, "Wow, that's something spectacular." But uh, you know, I think that 350 is is a very reasonable. It's a good compromise for that one run situation, and uh, it's that's a tough job. I've uh, been down there to help in that. I, I kind of a couple years ago decided I, I need to, to maybe stay a little closer over the administrative side and not doing so much of that or not doing any of that now and uh, but i know being in that position it's not easy and you can be fooled you'd have the most experience within a group and make a decision and be wrong and look foolish but it is we are dealing with dirt we are dealing with a lot of fa <laughs> factors and as hard as everybody tries to pitch a perfect game you don't you don't always get a no hitter but Hopefully, when everybody leaves, two things. It was a good show, and every class was – the idea was to give them a fair shake. And, and, you know, I can remember times – I could name times right now to say, I hated what happened at Saluda in that class. I hated what happened at, at Jerseyville in that class. I hated – you know, I can name them because it was like 
oh, we tried our best and we, we made a mistake and then you just had to run and live with it. Yep. It's tough to, it's tough. I mean, we've all seen it. We've all been on the mic or been around it or whatever. The yeah. RFD TV, the, is it the NTPA power? What's your Tuesday night show called, Greg? NTPA championship point presented by Case IH. Okay. Yeah. You said, like you've said that before, Randall. <laughs> 18 years and, and something I was never uh, banking on doing at all um the way we envisioned it was we had hired army armstrong and we were going to have army asking questions from like a a studio and we'd have somebody with the mic up in the competitor's face like they're talking to army well we went to wilmington ohio uh, to kind of test out uh ap productions which is uh, roger and rusty wysong and uh their crew and we went to just go test it and we had a meeting with Army. We'd had some phone meetings. Now we had the real meeting. We had the track, the poll going on after the. Uh, seems like we had an afternoon session. Seems like I might be wrong. Maybe it was Friday into Saturday. But anyway, we met, and he says to me, he says, "Are you going to be at all these events?" I said, "Yes, sir." And he says, "Do you know all these pollers?" And I said, "For the most part." And he says, "Well, you're going to be in the series with me." And I was like, well, "Wait a second. That's that's not what I was banking on." Uh, you know. I had, there was a lot of phone calls that people were, were wanting to do that. And, of course, here I'm saying, yeah, I'm telling people, well, no, it's just going to be Army. And then, oh, it's Army and my mug. And that wasn't that, that wasn't at all the, the plan going into it. But we started, I think, in two weeks at Toma. And they had to, they had to kind of talk me into it. Uh, but I decided to do it. And, uh, you know, I, I like to say this. Again, I don't want to be uh, an impediment to what's going on it's you know it's not about me it's not about doc it's about bringing a you know a quality show to pulling fans and um again uh i i think i think it's done a good job the funny thing is, is people see me uh and if they see me and they recognize me i know they must watch the show quite a bit because uh, really there's just a, a small opening and then usually the interview at the end but i'll I'll be, I'll be like over at the merchandise tent or I'll be walking around and they think I work for RFD TV, you know, and, and eh, that's kind of, that's kind of fun. Uh, you know, but it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a good thing for us. Again, things change there too. Um, I saw an interesting article, uh, where you saw where NFL now is on uh, prime. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my big, uh, comment to RFD Network is they were part of Nielsen, and Nielsen ratings are great. I mean that was the gold standard. A lot of ad agencies would just say, "Well, we made the buy because there's X, you know, thousand million people watching this show. Whatever, we put your ad on. That seems to be the demographic for your product. Whether the product was successful or failed. Well, now you got all these streaming services, and they've been in a rush to upsell." and get you away from your cable, away from your satellite provider. But the proprietary information of the ads and the viewers are held with the streaming service. And I saw on, uh, I think, Pro Football Talk, where they mentioned, and I just copied it and sent it to a few people, that Nielsen now has a way to rate some, I don't know if they're all, but getting the foot in is good, streaming platforms. So now they might encompass all these numbers again, which they've lost a handle on because you're not doing the network broadcast or the cable or satellite. You're doing a streaming service. And, and so they've maybe been doing their homework 
So if we use our numbers of people that watch our show, uh, I know the numbers are as good or not better, but if you go by the Nielsen, they've lost a lot of their juice because they don't know those streaming numbers. So uh, that's that's kind of good to hear. Uh, but, you know, the network, they're, tr they're trying to do more of a streaming platform. And, uh, again, we're selling Universe. Yeah, we're selling Trek and Tractor Pulling, but we're selling Universe to our sponsors. And our Universe just has to continue to grow to grow what we can offer a sponsor. You know, once you're, you know, if you've got a, a – I'm trying to use an example of, uh, say, your storage units. you got you got 50 storage units. Once you've sold the 50 storage units, you can't sell the 51st one. And uh, it's kind of the same way with the commercials on the television series uh, or track side signage. I mean, how how much linear footage can we put down each side of the track with the, the local sponsors? And hopefully those grow for our promoters. So I've got some ideas on, on that as well of, of where some things could change in the future. But, um, yeah, that part, too, is going to be interesting over the next three to five years because we've kind of watched the last three to five years the expansion of – some of the streaming platform, the non-traditional type of broadcast. And that's that's only going to get bigger. That's not going to go away. Oh, yeah, with, with devices and stuff, Greg, it's going to – everybody's working to look at their phones now. It's definitely right. changing. So. Yep. Uh, okay, question. Okay, Kyle Matcham, they're promoting Dragway 42 in two weeks, September 24th, Region 2 champions, crowning some – I know they had a really big event earlier this year, um, June, I believe. Is that right, guys? I think that's right. Yeah. I know, they had, I know they had one of their best crowds they've ever had, so that's awesome. Uh, Nick Stepik says, uh, Poland Wooster was packed, grandstand was sold out. Awesome. Um, Brian Fry from Fillmore, Indiana. What do you think of Jake Zarian having three trucks in the top five? Well, the Zarians are tough, and uh, we knew once they'd take the step that uh, they were going to be right there, and, and uh, they certainly are. Yeah, they definitely are. Brad Cadell, from, he says, he ran into you at Ocala, asked if it was him, and you said, no, it's my twin brother. <laughs> no, that, that, that's my favorite line, because a lot of people come up and say, particularly at the merchandise, uh, my wife and, the, and youngest daughter, who's helping her go through college a little bit, um, they work that in the summer, and sometimes I'll be over there. Uh, not as much this year as I was last year. But anyway, yeah, I remember several people come and say, aren't you? And I said, no, that's 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 my twin fat brother, because I also lost weight in 2020. So uh, my A1C was like 13, so I had to get that under control. Nice. Um, that's funny. So like with RFD TV, is it like you have to buy airtime on there, right? The NTPA right. does. Can you explain that to the average fan, Greg, what that means? Yeah, I mean, uh, and and they've been <laughs> back in the early days. They 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 really tried to try everybody, meaning what everybody was paying, and they'd have these seminars. I mean, we go to Branson, we went to Omaha to Patrick's house, we went to uh, Branson a couple times. I had an RV. We went out to New Mexico. They bought the uh, Don Imus Ranch. I was out there. I think in eighteen it was. Uh, <laughs> that was a real treacherous trip. It takes like two miles to get back there, and it's like, I mean, turn left at the stone, and then another mile, turn right at the next stone. And uh, a guy actually, they wouldn't take me back to the airport because I was leaving at four in the morning, but the guy says, yeah, you can use my truck. And I almost I almost went the wrong way, and you did not want to get lost out in that property, I can tell you that. 
And anyway, but so we'd have these programmer seminars and uh, the biggest, most valuable thing, we'd all get together and like, what are you paying? What are you paying? What's your time slot? What are you paying? And it was all over the place. So they kind of got wise to that. And then they come out and they said, it's flat X. So uh, for a half hour, it's X for the year. And then, of course, then we have to pay for the TV production. And that's Y and uh, some peripherals. So we get uh, so many commercials per half hour. And uh, the promoters are interested in advertising either their event for the next year or their sponsor or both. Uh, and, of course, we've got the Case IH O'Reilly's, Hot Shot Secret, Angry Farmer Products, and Pico. Uh, I think we do Wild Rides and Fires, a promoter one. There's, so there's, you know, that's that's where I talk about once you get 50 bays full, you can't you can't sell 51st one until you have the 51st one to sell. So that's where in, in increasing things, whether we go to an hour or we get another platform entirely that's different, those are the things that uh, I think we'll be looking into uh, over this next off season because that's what it is. You know, there's a lot of people like to advertise, but you can stretch it so far that you, you got to make your, your, your large sponsors feel large and you can't make your smaller sponsors be on the equal platform. But there's a place for everybody. You want to make sure you get the benefits to what they're investing in, and uh, so I think that's uh, that, that's another focus that we're going to have here in this off season. How do you pick classes? That's a question. You know, Greg. <laughs> how do you pick classes? I, I don't. That's simple. I don't pick classes. The promoter. Let's say when you guys go in a restaurant, you let the waiter pick your, your what you want to eat. No, you don't. No. You don't. It's no different with me. Now, with that said, yes, I we, we kind of got a plateau of 20 grand national uh, circuit level. And uh, the competitors are on that uh, that thing. Be nice uh, when you send them messages because a lot of times they'll get the thing. You've cooked this too many times. And I'll give an example. If anybody, I shouldn't say if anybody, the, the class I think had the biggest complaint this year that I really haven't heard a whole lot on is the minis. Because when Rockwell moved from July to uh, back in August, it took a weekend that they had out, and it put them like nine weekends in a row. That's tough for any division. That's tough. It wasn't done on purpose, but it, it kind of was – it just happened out of putting the schedule together. There's some – that the year we brought out Superstock Diesel as its own class, we I probably could have booked that 30 times. I could have booked it during the week in regional events. And back then, they probably could have ran it. But I knew better than that. You still got to have a, a division of the levels. Uh, but uh, so, no, they'll come and they'll say, hey, uh, we'd like to, you know, normally we want to run these classes. And a lot of times I'll say, I've already got 18 of this class or 20 of that class. And I, that's a natural break. And I can't, you know, I, they won't have a natural break. They're going to want to kill me if I book that. A lot of times in new places, We'll go in with some of the divisions that maybe have a better ability to hook up to the surface. Uh, if we don't know what we're coming into, even the best track guy, you know, take Jim Miller. What do you think of this? Well, like to see see us have a pool there, but you know, maybe you don't bring in the unlimited modifieds and the real fast wheel burner stuff because you you know you want to, you don't want to destroy tires. You you want to make sure you know. And again, that's not taken away from anything, but it's just. 
sometimes you got to walk before you run. There's some places we go and people say, you need to start out with a lower event. Well, I can't go to, say, Atwood, Tennessee or somewhere in Missouri or somewhere out east and run a regional event. It won't it won't work. It just won't work. So we got to, and if they are really wanting to do it and they kind of check off some boxes as I first talk to them and then go see them, uh, kind of like the Dodge City situation, you know, John Dunlap took that call over like the Thanksgiving weekend or something. And uh, I was like, oh boy, Dodge City, that's a long way out. But once I talked to the promoter, I said, well, this isn't your average promoter. This is a promoter of the year for Sprint Car in 16. He's won several championships as a racer. And uh, so so we, we've gone with that event the last two years. I'm not sure what this year holds. Uh, that's a, We'll just see what happens in the off season. There might be some things changing there, but um, you know, you, you gotta work it. There's a funny, there's a funny thing. So I had limited pro schedule there and Craig Delansky, who, and his wife, Julie, who uh, run that track or have run that track. They're from Minnesota. They live 10 10 miles from Esden Lane. Craig calls me and says, Hey, why aren't we running Superstock diesel tractors? I had no idea he knew about Superstock diesel tractors. And I said, well, you know, I'm looking at this and this. He says, well, Esden Lane, he's he's my neighbor. And he, I asked Esden, is he coming? He says, no, you didn't book my class. So after we talked about it, I said, well, uh, that's kind of a different slant. So I, you know, I would definitely consider that. Well, as I'm hanging up talking to Craig, Esden's calling me on the cell phone <laughs> and saying, hey, I said, I just hung up with Craig, you know, and he says, yeah, this guy, I got, I've talked to guys, they'll, they'll come. So uh, anyway, sometimes that happens here. I didn't have any idea that promoter would maybe have that knowledge of, yeah, I just want a good, well-rounded, you know, show of vehicles is what he, what he wanted. And then here he knew Esden and that, that made a difference in what we booked there. Love it. <laughs> Are any of these answers surprising? No, um, not really. I mean, it's tough. I mean, we've all kind of seen behind the scenes. I, I, we joke about it'd be if every puller had to, uh, or if every fan or puller had to promote a pull once, I think it, it just, just Greg Listy talk about all the things you have to do. It's, 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 it's insane. Busy, busy, busy all the time. So. But in a way, it's also right. kind of refreshing and reinforcing the, of what we're trying to do too. So it's yeah. good. Good to hear. Yeah, I love it. You guys love it. And, uh, it, it, it takes time. It takes, you, you can't, it's remember when you're like 13 and you, you wanted to drive, you know, you know, 13, you know, hand me the keys, let's go do it. But honestly, there's, there's some reason and wisdom behind let's 16, you know, and let's, you know, let, let's take it, let's take it slow. Now, maybe the, the people that grew up on farms, they, they, they probably could drive it at, at, at six or seven, but because uh, <laughs> they've been put in different situations under good supervision. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's what's tough. And I, I, I think the other thing that's tough is that we love it. We're, 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 we're in a way addicts ourselves, but regardless of what, what we're doing in this sport, we love it. We're, we're an addict, but a lot of times it's hard to see why, why don't more people see it like we do? Why can't, why can't these people see it like we do? But, you know, I, I, I think, and I, I heard this a long time ago and I, I, again, there's, there's a lot of ways to overcome what I want to say, but I think there's some truth in, in this as well. What's tough on ours is 
you know, you take you take whatever sports you want to talk about. Bird versus Johnson, you know, Brady versus Manning, uh, Gretzky versus whoever in hockey. You know, those people go head to head at the same time. They're competing against each other. You know, we are. As Mike Camillo, who used to be an associate editor of Polar Magazine, he's like, Greg, we're the long jump. You know, it's it's a guy who'll jump, and then the next guy jumps, and then the next guy jumps, and somebody jumps the farthest, you know. I said, I get it. And he, he came from someone that I don't think had the true appreciation of the sport and, and, you know, would give kind of a stark, this is maybe how some people view it. Uh, but there's some beauty things that particularly the, the technology, uh, the horsepower, the engineering – but uh, yeah, we, we want people to see it like we see it. And we can grow our universe. We, we, we absolutely can. Uh, there's just a lot of competition out there and there's a lot of ways to see it at your fingertips, you know? Yep. Oh, look, when we name some drops some people? No. <laughs> <laughs> who's, been texting you, who's been texting you during the show, Randall? Tell us. Well, let's see. Billy Fields, you would know. Dave Schiffer, how are you doing? Are you in town this week? Stop by and say hi. Also checking to see if the B-25 flyover is a go. Oh, <laughs> what? B-25? Yeah. See, that Dave Schiffer and I went to high school together, and they at one time made all the Crisco lids in the world. They had like 300 employees down on County Line Road, just north of the Navistar International Harvester Truck Plant. And uh, he was he was a, he was an 84 graduate. His sister was an 85. I was 86, and his brother Eric was an 89 graduate. Long story short, Eric had an, a, a pilot's license before he had a driver's license. So he called me up and said, "Hey, Greg, can you take me to the airport? We'll go up to Cleveland, grab a bite. I'd have to drive him to the airport. He'd fly me to Cleveland, fly me back, and then we'd get back in the car and I'd drive him to his home. <laughs> that was kind of crazy, right? Well, anyway, uh, long story short, his brother Dave. Uh, also got a license and went to uh, is actually uh, Grimes Field there north of Urbana. Uh, he's running the, the, the aviation museum there. I don't know if any of you have been there or been to Urbana. A lot of people go to Urbana, go yep. there and see the B-17. Well, Dave and I are good friends and uh, we <laughs> we did the flyover last year. We did it like the first year and it rained and it didn't quite time out right. And then this past year it rained. It was like just a dot came over the fairgrounds. I mean, it was like zero chance and it just bang right over the fairgrounds. Nothing on radar and it rained for 45 minutes. It was crazy. It was <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he was asking me if we were going to do that. I, I, I'm still kind of uh, – <laughs> we're friends, but that ain't free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well said. Um, well, hey, Greg, Greg how, do you, yeah. uh, how do you pick classes, which classes get covered uh, on, on the show? Well, that one is a – that's a good question, too. We kind of working backwards, we do Chapel Hill. So there's five there. We know those five. And then we try to get everybody rotated through, try to get them through. Um, you take Toma that didn't have Grand National Super Farms this year. So, you know, then you got a couple places only where you could pick that show up. And then sometimes if you have some rain, and a lot of times we're watching the weather. We've gotten a lot wiser in that where uh, we film like the first couple sessions we film everything and we got it in the can at one time when they went to high def cameras they only had one side that they could capture that now all cameras can put in a a, a disc and they can uh, capture everything so uh that that actually for 2020 when we only had cloverdale and rockwell you know we were pulling things from the vault and it was stuff that had never been seen 
but it was a year or two old. And I thought it was really good shows out of that. So sometimes I'll be candid here too. Sometimes we'll say, well, we're going to record this class and it just doesn't go real well. And it might get changed because man, that was a fantastic class there, but that doesn't mean we don't catch it down at Bowling Green or even Enderly. A lot of times, you know, we'll capture uh, some things and I mean, actually we can shoot both sides there. It, it really doesn't matter. So uh, in fact, here's an, here's another fun fact. So Urbana did not, the Champaign County Fairgrounds did not have great lighting in the infield. And we got a new neighbor in our complex. It's all at Worthington Commerce Center. And I walk two doors down and I walk in and I see four rows. They're like four lights piece and there's four of them. Musco lights. And I walk in and I said, I know what those are. And Bill Hennessy is the neighbor. And he says, yeah, he says, I used to do, he used to work with PGA and uh, the pro tennis. He, he had these lights up in Florida somewhere and he ran like three years, just had them on for the weekend, just ran them three times. And anyway, he, it was there, his lights. And he says, you know, anybody like to have, like to buy those. I said, well, what are you talking? He says, 5,000. He says, you can't even replace the bulbs for 5,000. I said, I think I know, I think I do. So I basically looked at what I was running, you know, the, the lights for um, Enderly, you know, the, the towers, and we put light, we, we split it, and we put it on a, a, a four-year, you know, cost thing, and, uh, you know, so so that side of the infield is a lot brighter just from dumb luck of walking over to the neighbors saying hi, and you do vinyl stuff like banners and stuff, and then I see these lights, and so sometimes you stumble into some good things. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Um, guys, let's wrap this up with Greg. We've taken an hour of his life. It's been a good hour. We, I really appreciate this. It's been very informative. Yeah. Um, congrats on a great season, Greg. Good luck at the Enderly this weekend. Um, be sure to mention, put a good word in for me for those four ones for Champions Tour. Or, uh, sorry, that was stupid of me, Grand National. And, uh, <laughs> nice work, I, I Good I job. Do, I do way too many. Uh, I do way too many shows. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> way too many shows. Bruce, um, you have, Bruce, you have to ask your question. Yeah, this great. I'm, I'm really, I'm really seriously, really in. interested in this one. I am too. Greg, I ask every guest that comes on the show if you could steal the keys to anything that's pulling, past or present. <laughs> what would you take pulling, and where would you take it? Take your time, Randall, because you yeah. have some history. I, I think, I think, I think I can honestly tell you. I was like super fan boy at Louisville this year because I ran into Jill. Hutcherson and her daughter Kim, and I was like, "It's so nice to meet you." I, you know, I just, you know, I love making bacon special, and you know, the Miller frame, and not the not the pro track that wiggled like Jello going down the track. Of course, I was about eleven years old when all this was happening. And where where would I take it? Where would I take it? That's a very good question. Heck, I'd take it for the summer, so I would. I'd like try all those places. <laughs> that that was an awesome that was an awesome piece you know and uh for for its day it was it was really cutting edge you know and, but growing up as a kid it was lloyd mcveigh and super banana and uh it's it's interesting i've become good friends with their son uh, uh lloyd and norma's son uh, uh larry mcveigh and larry will larry will send me text and messenger stuff uh, uh, a lot but here's the coolest thing i told you about my love with the raiders so he was working he's he's trucking some beans 
for some company out of Missouri to Vegas, and all these beings went into the Allegiant Stadium. He told me he trekked the very last beam that was delivered, and he spray-painted on the beam Super Banana NTPA number one. <laughs> that is in Allegiant Stadium somewhere, unless they paint it over. But that's a story, and I love it. Well, the funny thing about it was, I said, um, Larry, did you know how, what a big Raider fan? I, he had no idea. I showed him pictures of my man kicker. He could not believe it. And I was like, I can't believe that, you know, how that was kind of a full circle deal. Greg, you got you to gotta show the two hats. Burkholz is commenting. Greg has some silver and black NTPA gear in the back. Well, yeah, there's uh well, this is the new, this was the 2020 uh, distressed hat. We've got several versions of this uh, for self-event, and I'm sure they're going online. This happens to be the giveaway hat, and it's pretty sharp this year, actually. Maybe the best one that they've, uh, whoop, there you go, you ever had. So, yeah. Wait, you mean to tell me that they got away from the, the, the high crown hat that they've used for a thousand years? Well, we had to try some new stuff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. You know, the buyers of, of that stuff, it's uh, the thing that really went well this year, and it's like, duh, but it really went well, is the pulling tractors, uh, those miniature tractors. And uh, wow, I, I couldn't believe you could sell them. I mean, by the time we break it all down and the travel and the promoter cut and everything else, you know, we're, we're selling for 20 bucks. Uh, but uh, I mean, we've sold, I don't know, 500 some toys or something like that over the summer. It's unbelievable. Awesome. I never thought we would, uh, it would do that well, you know, but well, I brought, I got sleds, you know, the sleds were brand new in August. I, brought, I took 12 to camp, and it was like the first night I got sold out of all of them. So it's a big market. That's great. It's great. Great. Thanks for all that you do for pulling. It's good to have you on here and, and talk about what you do daily. And uh, just I think it's good for the average fan and the pullers, Greg, to hear all the stuff that you guys do behind the scenes for us pullers. So thank you very much for your time tonight. So Thank you. Glad to be on. Kyle Fisher, that's your Hot Shots guy, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. He says, "Hey, Greg. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for the thanks for the burger down in Chapel Hill." <laughs> hey, Greg, Kyle. Nice hire and uh, bring an oh. art on. What'd you say, Ryan? Uh, Kyle uh, made a really really smart hire not too long ago and brought on uh, Artie Mopin. Ah, the great Artie. Yeah. So, Greg, if you run into a guy named Art. Um, who looks like he should be at a drag race? Okay, go eat, go easy on him. Is that right? All right, no, well, he no, lives, don't, he, he no, don't. I, I'm friends with Art. Don't go easy on oh, him. Shut up. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. Yeah, I, 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 they're coming this weekend, so I know Josh is coming. Steinmetz. I'm not sure uh, if I'll see Art or who I'll see actually. Art's a good dude. He's uh, he's an expert behind the lens, and he's a heck of a writer too. Wow! So, yeah, and no. he's taken on a, a role uh, somewhere, I think, in the sales and marketing department with Hotshot. Uh, obviously, Kyle can speak to that, but uh, 
um, we're happy for them. We think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a good company. They're just, uh, from where I'm at, they're up, uh, I don't know, 12 miles uh, north of where I'm at. I'm about, uh, I'm in Delaware County, just south of Delaware. We're in Worthington, which is 12 o'clock on the outer belt. The Budweiser plant, if you pass that on 71, we're not probably but a mile or so from there. So in the morning, sometimes I can smell the hops of the barley or whichever the smell it is uh, when they're when they're manufacturing. So that's where the NTPA office is located. Uh, most of most all of us live north of there. And uh, so Hotshot Sequences, uh, yeah, nice, nice facility. I've, I've toured it a few times and they, they had a, they've had a, a show I was on uh, a year or so ago. So a good, good uh company all, all of our sponsors are i mean it's again it's all about the relationship yeah. is kyle taking you for a ride in the bmw yet no i have not had that experience yet kyle put that on the list please <laughs> he will turn a little bit more of that beard white is that right? that's pretty that's a pretty fast car i bet i bet it is <laughs> it's like going up to hypermax a few years ago and Jerry, he's taking give me the tour, and he's got this big dragster, diesel dragster, like with three chargers on it. I'm like, man, when are you going to finish this up? He says, oh, he says, you know, I've had it in here for like five or six years or whatever. So he finally got it. He finally got it, you know, finished and, and out there. So I've seen a few runs of that. I'm not sure where that's at now after the pandemic. But you, you go into his dining room, and he's like, yeah, there's a Dickie Sullivan blow-up, and there's a you know, Jerry <laughs> He's got them all marked or memorized. Every dent, every dent in the building has a mark or has a, uh, has a name attached to it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That Just, needs to be uh, – we need to go there. and That would be an amazing interview. You talk about a name dropper. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, Hyper was everything in the day. Everything. It really, really was. He's the, he's the only guy that we've had in our Hall of Fame that he's he just he's kind of he likes anonymity. He'll come to an event, won't even let you know he's there. You just got to stumble on him, but he won't come and say hi. I mean, it's uh, that's Jerry. He's a lovable character, but that's Jerry. How old is Jerry now, Greg? You think? You know, I I, I actually here I am again. I talked to him here. He called about something that that's kind of rule rule uh, oriented, and. Uh, Anyway, he had a little bit of a health problem. My dad was having a health problem. And I told him, I said, one of my dad's highlights was when we went through the, the shop. We stayed there in the parking lot overnight going to Toma several years ago. And uh, my dad's 80. And I thought Jerry said he was 82. I think that's how old he is. Yeah, the yeah. great Andy Gerboss says 82. He's like our, he's our fact checker for the show. There we go. Well, yep. ding, ding. You won. You got a point. You won, Randall. I got, I got that one right. You won the prize. Greg, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything that you do. Uh, it's All the comments have been great tonight. And, yeah, uh, keep it going, buddy. Keep it going. So We'll do. We'll do. Appreciate We appreciate everybody out there to come support uh, the polling. It comes to uh, NTPA events, the promoters, the pollers. Uh, you know, I, I always say – I hope you feel welcome when you come to our events. I think that's really key. And uh, a lot of the competitors uh, will say, well, you know, we don't. And I said, hey, if you have something on your calendar and, and, and you think of us, come run, you're, you're, we're always glad to have you. So um, that's the attitude you got to have uh, because I've seen people come and go.
come and go, <laughs> you know. And uh, sometimes you need a different uh, landscape or what perspective in your windshield when you travel to the events. And uh, probably the one that I enjoy is, uh, you know, Kevin Schmucker will say, you know, I talked to him for several years about running our circuit. And then he finally did. And he says, you, everything you told me, it was everything that, uh, that you said. And uh, which is cool, you know, and there's a lot of, a lot of guys like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, great. Thanks for your time. You have a good night, buddy. Hey, thank you guys. Have the same as, and uh, we'll see you somewhere down the road soon. Yes, sir. Right. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. You're Thanks, welcome. Greg. Bye now. Great interview, fellas. Great interview. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So good to have good knowledge on there. I think it's good for promoters and pullers and fans to hear all the all the legwork that it takes to put on an event like this, you know, to run the NTPA from behind the scenes. It's, I mean, it's, it's insane. The amount of uh, effort and work and everything like that. It's crazy. So, yep. 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 Um, what do we, so we're an hour 20 in. That was awesome. I, Greg went for a long time. So that's great. Good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Charles, what's going on in your world, buddy? Oh, it's just a uh, foot on the floor as usual. Season just never ends and uh, it's going to keep going for weeks yet. Yeah. I cannot believe I said champions tour. I'm a retard. <laughs> <I've> been, <laughs> I have talked to, I have talked, I've said NTPA grand national so much the last month. I've talked to pullers. I've talked to promoters. I've talked to, Oh my And I, I, I did a Badger state show right before this and, ah, the champion. I can't believe I said that. I'm, I mean, I don't want to say I don't want to say you shot yourself in the foot, but I mean, I think I shot. Rob Trowbridge called me out immediately because Rob was one. So Rob's a class rep, a delegate. Him and Weisel, Travis got the um, the four ones on the agenda. So thank you, Rob. And I've been talking to everybody. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. I I can't I can't win. I can't win. Sometimes I just talk too much. That's all I'm going to say. So. Yeah, well, you're not the only dumbass because Art actually went to BD Diesel and not Hot Shot. So I feel like a dumb shit. And Kyle, I'm sorry, but you still ought to put Greg in the seat or in the uh, shotgun seat of the BMW and give him a throw ride. Turn the rest of that beard white. It's neat to see Hot Shots come on and jump on at that, that level with the NTPA. Um, I talked to them back in 14 and 15. You know, to see them come on and, you know, to see the kind of displays they have now, like what Angry Farmer's doing now, it's, I saw what he had at Rockwell. It was awesome. So very, very awesome. So that was a good interview. Charles, Ryan, Paul, what's the one thing that maybe you heard from that interview that you didn't think you were going to hear, like about the behind the scenes stuff or, I mean, what, what, what's your takeaway from that, guys? I didn't, I didn't really hear anything that was shocking to hear or that I didn't feel like I didn't know the answer to. It was just the, like I said to him, it's it, the confirmation piece about what we've all learned with what we did in the last year about yep. what goes into trying to pull. Yes. And we, we do it for one weekend. He's doing it for an entire season. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, uh, it, it was good to have that reinforcement that we're kind of on the right track of what we're trying to do. And just some of the lessons that, that I know we learned too. Yeah. Beautiful segue, Charles. Yeah, so we um, have announced our dates for next year for the Polar Championship, year two. And uh, I don't, I'm going to say the dates wrong, Paul. If I don't check my notes, you don't even know it already. It's May the 19th and 20th. 
That's why we had you on the 2023. Show. I mean, I think I have it wrote down somewhere. So, well, yes. So this is going to happen again. Uh, we've just got the dates. We still got a lot of details to work out. Um, yeah. There'll be more information coming. One thing I can share with you is that I was down there today and we do have some merchandise that was left over. And that is in the process of being sent up to that guy and his cronies there in the office. And you will be able to buy. We do have a limited amount of merch from the inaugural TPC that will be available on the Beer Money um, store. So keep an eye out on the Beer Money page and there will be some stuff coming there. I know they have T-shirts. They have some hoodies. Um, so you will just have to watch, um, there's different colors and they'll get all the details out once we get the merchandise up to Wisconsin, but there will be some merchandise available. Yeah. I've been getting some questions about that. So once we get that, we'll get it on the website, get it for sale. And then the, we, I will keep track of the money and we'll get it back to, uh, Mr. Holzauer. Very yep. important. So. And it is, um, it's going to be. First come, first serve. Uh, so, like I said, if you're thinking about making a purchase, you better do it quick. Um, we'll get some quantities, I'm sure, and sizes. We do have different sizes, different quantities, different colors. But we'll get all that information out, and you guys can get some merch if you were not able to buy it at the show. Good stuff. Uh, yes, uh, Rob, thank you. Thank you for all your help with entertaining the idea of getting four ones on Grand National. And thank you for listening to the interview tonight. That was fun. I think I did I keep up with the comments. Okay, Charles. I think I did. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm trying. Um, Zellwood, Florida. We're promoting their January Super Poll. And they also have um, a poll January, or this coming weekend, September 17th. Go to flpollers.com or shoot flpollers on Facebook, flpollers, and you can check out what they're going on. We've been posting about that daily. Uh, Kyle Matcham touched about it earlier. Dragway 42s in two weeks, the 24th. And then Diesel's and Dark Corners. November 4th and 5th. We are we are promoting that as well. Um, I need to talk to you about that, Charles, too. I'll, I'll do that off the air. So November 4th and 5th in Liberty, White Plains, Georgia. And I, I got a hold of Ryan tonight. Doesn't have the classes set yet, Roos. And he's working on a poster. So um, okay. I know you had asked me about that. So I actually talked to someone about that today, a diesel truck that may be making that trip. That is Same um, here beyond cool of a, of a venue guys like legit legit and then you see that track you're like oh there's no way that'll take power oh it takes power uh-huh <laughs> oh travis famous last words <laughs> <laughs> can we get onan as a sponsor please <laughs> uh boys the w9 is going down the road here in a couple weeks so i need to get it listed was... for sale and i'm going to the toter home I'm going to make sure it's got a quiet generator, but I am going to keep the generator. I'm keeping it. And if all y'all get a little smart, it might end up running. Just, just <laughs> running. Okay. I might bring it. So it's all going to be good. No, it's that I'm true. Sure no. Travis can find an inventive way to explode it. He has plenty of ether. Just oh. feed an ether. Um, I'll make that thing make some serious power for about 30 seconds. Travis. If we do that, Roos, we're videoing it. So yeah, so oh yeah, so that's gotta uh, happen. Do some whistling diesel. Actually, actually, guys, that's gonna have to happen. <laughs> oh <laughs> exactly. God, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, 
I've wasted thirty five hundred, four thousand dollars before. So whatever. Travis Schlaboff. Yeah, that'll be the most. That'll be the most watched thing ever on Beer Money because there's so I mean, many people that would be like cheering. You could probably start a, that. Yeah, start a GoFundMe for a charity or something, and say for X amount of dollars, I'll feed it another can. <laughs> Oh, it, like I told you guys, it sounds great in the trailer. Sounds great in the trailer. Well, I'm sleeping. Don't bother me one bit. Travis, you are the most humble Grand National Champion ever. But I really like you as a friend, too, so I shouldn't say the most ever. But to hear your speech Saturday night, he goes, we had a good year, but my tractor hates Sandwich, Illinois. <laughs> it's so funny because I was watching the results during the day, um, and I'm like, oh, Travis got a 14-point lead heading in today. We got, you know, he's got this. And then I was – I saw the afternoon session. I went, oh, Travis. And then I saw him going, I'm like, no, what is going on? So, uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. But you guys, hearing Rich Wine announce, oh, my God, he says he says the stuff. I called that guy remember, at Gordyville, and I got hammered for like two weeks. Or like two weeks on pulloff.com. And, oh, my God, Rich Wine, he said something about sack of this. <laughs> it was He's so perfect. He says he takes you right to the edge. I always just jump over the line just a little bit. And Larry just walks you up and just walks away. Oh, my God. I laughed so freaking hard. It was so – I, Charles, I almost called you Saturday night. I'm like, did you know Rich Wine announces? And you've been like, yeah, he's been doing it for years. I'm like, I have no idea. So I was texting him during while he was announcing, and I, I said, I can't believe you just said that. He's like, yeah, I've been telling that joke for years. So it was all, uh-oh, here we go. Why do tractor pullers all have the same size balls? Okay, somebody's name is Kentucky Cried Frickin'. What the hell? That's a hell of a YouTube channel, Charles. <laughs> Kentucky. The Fried fact Frickin'. of the matter is I don't think they do. Yeah. I think mod guys, I think mini rod guys and light super guys have bigger balls. Okay. Uh-huh. So let's, well, what's the joke? There's a 15-second Yeah, this had better be a joke, and, and the punchline had better be funny, or we're going to roast you. Well, that would be... That's something Leroy would do, one of his dad jokes, Schluter. So he's always up to us on that. So, so oh, here we go. So they can borrow right. each other's trailers. That went in a totally different direction. All right, oh, dad joke. Thought something there was going to be there. Nice job. Uh, that's like um, Doug Bo's Facebook name, Zuck Fuckerberg. I love it. Or uh, Zook Fuckerberg or whatever. I don't know. I said it wrong, but it's all good. Zuck Fuckerberg. No, I think you pretty much said it. You, you exactly said it right. You said it how he means it. it. Yeah, I think so. I think I did. So. Yeah, so um, great show. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed of my Champions Tour comment, the Randall, but I, I like I said, I, uh, I talk about a lot of different associations. That'll be something for him to give you a lot of shit over. Yeah. yeah. Forever. But I do, guys. I've been working the phones hard. Um, I would love to be in a Grand National. Uh, it'd be fun to go. I, there was some concern that we want to travel to Kentucky, to Brandenburg, Kentucky. I don't know how that keeps getting brought up, but... Like I've talked to Bowsmas, I've talked to people, and the guys will travel. And uh, I just, I hope we get a chance at it. So we'll see. We will see. That'd be pretty, pretty fun. Um, like the Tomas are fun for me. The Hutchinsons, when you get a pull with the the big mods and the, uh, the diesel supers, and those are my favorite classes, obviously. So it's neat. It's neat to be around all those. Um, Charles, any takeaways from the Grand National? Were there any surprises for you this year on the Grand National? I mean, it was neat to see Tommy Owens and Brett Bird run her down to the wire like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Owens is, Owens is are awesome. I love Brett Bird, but Tommy and Dylan, they're they're real people. I mean, they just – I love those guys. They're so cool. They drive from New York. Um, yeah, it was just fun. 
just fine. It's kind of, I don't know, like, I feel like I stand a little too close to the fire, I think, anymore with a lot of these guys where, like, I just, I don't, I don't stand back and go, wow, where'd that come from? Like, it, you just, you know when somebody's coming on. And yeah. So, no, they're really, I, I don't think there was any surprises. I'm, I'm happy for everybody who got the, got the, the deal sealed. They, everyone who won it certainly earned it. Um, but, no, I don't think there was any, anything shocking to come out of that. Yeah. Dave Rogers is from Sandwich, and he says, being in the back at the draw bar check, oh, die laughing, listening to everything Larry says during the poll. So um, I've never been to Sandwich. I need to go to Sandwich. Tucker, Clint Tucker, I saw him and Buckner. He said Sandwich is unbelievable, just from an event standpoint. Paul, have you ever been there? Nope. Okay, he just said it's an awesome poll. Um, the track looked awesome. The crowd was awesome. I heard somebody say that they sold out of tickets, so I haven't confirmed that yet with the guys, but it's just pretty neat. Um, who knocked down super stock diesel trucks? Who knocked them down? Who knocked it down? Who took the championship? I don't think a little uh, bit number off top. Was it uh, Justin or was it was it Shane? It was down on the wire between those guys. I know that. Right. And I, unfortunately, like I was I was at and working an event Saturday night, so there's a lot that I kind of like, ooh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, doo -doo -doo. that's tractor. Uh, says Trump. Trump. Trump, got it. Yep, so does Rogers. Okay, cool. Um, Gary Shavink lives in Reedsburg. That's like 30 miles from me. He won Super Farm with, I think, Pure Attitude or at New Attitude. And um, that was neat to see. He ran PI. I don't know if he's still involved with PI pullers. And he had a sled for years. So I've known Gary for a long, long time. So it was neat to see him do that. Yeah, all the Trump comments are coming in now. So was it close, Charles? Uh, final was yeah, eleven points. So Justin must have had something wrong. It was kind of fun listening to like you could hear the girls talking behind Larry when he had his mic on, and they were you know as they were calculating the points and stuff like that. Um, but I think Travis knew that all he had to do was hook to the sled, right? I feel like. Uh, it wound up a fourteen point difference. Yeah, that probably would be right about right. Yeah. Because what did you get 15 for hooking if you have a Grand National license? Is that what he yep. said? Yeah. And then you get your regular points. So, yep, that would have locked it down. We'll see if he jumps in or not. Yeah, Ryan DeBrew, our buddy. Unbelievable year for Gary. He won day one at Bowling Green. Happy for him. Throwback to my PI days. Yeah, that's how Ryan got started, too. Wait, Ryan was a cage crawler? No, no, no. Just with his, I don't think so. I think he just took a semi truck to those poles. Ryan. Okay. Travis says it was cool that Justin had a Trump shirt. <laughs> I saw that. It was what was it comment? Fabio Fabio jumped ship or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Fabio. That's great. Does anybody have a picture of that so we can put it up on the Oh, screen? it's on I saw it on Facebook. Uh John Bohr, he won out in Sublimity, Oregon, guys. We all got code three shirts and hats. Remember from John mm -hmm. for championship? Yep. Ken Summers, uh, he won my hero. Got the old outlaws on. He, uh, they brought a helicopter in to drive the track Sunday morning in uh, Buckner. That was pretty cool. So, yeah, that's that, that helicopter makes an appearance uh, quite frequently. Yeah. Well, when you got friends they, with helicopters, why not? So last year they landed uh, uh, just to the west, I think, of the church to come and watch the show on Saturday night. It's kind of cool. I got to find out who Kentucky Cried freaking is because, okay. 
Uh, Paul, you answer this. Okay, a real question now. What keeps you natives to stay in the pulling business? Does it ever start to get boring? Well, the quick answer is no, it doesn't. All I, uh, all I ever worry about is money. That's other than that. I, I don't ever If you have an off night, you are like driven to redeem yourself. And if you have a good night, you're driven to do it again. It never gets old. I, at least not for me anyway. So here, Nick, here is a great question. How many hook, how many points is hook points? Does it matter on level of competition like Grand National hook point or are there more regional hook points? No, it's the same at every, every level. Yep. What did Schultz just decide to stage left or what? I, I guess. Apparently. What a jerk. Well, we can we can enjoy the silence, but uh, is... I'm gonna go on a I'm gonna go on a rant. Oh boy, let's do it. Because I saw something that really pissed me off on Friday night, and I'm not into the I'm not into the the act of parent shaming, and I'm not gonna call anybody out by name because I don't know who they are, but. Can I make an impassioned plea to all of you who are pullers who are watching or all of you who are fans are watching? If you see somebody bring an infant into a tractor pull without hearing protection, will you please box the parent's ears after offering protection to the said infant's ears? I swear to God, I saw a two-month-old child at a tractor pull riding in a mom carrier you know one of the like backpacks for kids that rides up front um and uh mom was doing her best to cover her own ears and the child's at the same time imagine how well that went and i had cody turn his his decibel meter on i texted him across the track said turn on your decibel meter give me some screenshots and uh uh he got me a screenshot during the two-wheel drive class. One motor. Got me Don Nelson's pass in, uh, I think, Whippet. Uh, 125.3 decibels. What do you think the decibels were at in a three-motor class when, like, Almers made their pass in Unionville? My guess is that there was a fair bit more. I don't have the proof of that. Right. But... The fact of the matter is we need to do better as, as people. And we did, I mean, we, we, you know, bless her heart. Shauna Hopkins was there and she was sitting, you know, two, three rows away. And she actually took the earphones off of Paisley, her daughter, or their daughter, Justin and Shauna's daughter and offered them to this mother. Um, because Paisley knows better. She knows she knows what God gave her fingers for, to shove them in her nose and to shove them in her ears. And she knew when, you know, she needed to, you know, to shove the fingers in the ears. And this mother looked at Shauna like she was from frickin' Mars. Like she had zero understanding of the concept of, this is loud to me. What is this to my child who has ear canals that are the length of my fingernail and and this really 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 pissed me off as you can tell i i went so far as to make a TikTok about it and 
I know some of you have seen it. And for those of you who shared it, reposted it, made your comments on it, I appreciate that. Um, I'm all about, you know, parental responsibility and thinking for your kids because your kids are teeny tiny. They don't have a choice. So that means you have to be smarter than, you know, normal. You need to do the right thing. And I, I'll shut up. But just if you see something, make a scene, please. I, even if it makes you look like an asshole or if you feel like it, remember, that kid is eight weeks old, three months old, whatever. That kid is a toddler. Their ears haven't developed yet. 125 or 130 decibels hurts your ears. It will give them brain damage. Like, legit, I think that it could cause a concussion. And I'm not a doctor. I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, so I don't have <laughs> any idea what I'm talking about. But I know that 125 decibels to an infant will cause irreparable brain or irreparable hearing damage, hearing loss, within a second. Like, legit, I actually do have a source for that. I can post it on the interwebs if I need to. I might get a sponsorship for Roos's Weekly Rants. It's brought to you by... What would be a good one, Charles? How about a gas company? And how about you forward that money to me so I can put gas in my car? Yeah. Um, Sounds good. Casey's. We're going Casey's. Um, there's our picture of Gerhardt. That's awesome. Thank Thanks you. for letting us know about that. Thanks for finding that, Charles. Yep. But, yeah, please, I mean, and... I, I can't say enough good things about what Shauna did. She actually did. Cause I sent her, I, I mean, I took a picture over my shoulder and said, what on earth is happening here? And she jumped into action. And cause this made her, you know, very frustrated and, and mad or well concerned as well. She didn't get mad until the, the mother turned her down and looked at her like she had three heads. Um, then, it, then, Oh yeah, this was a then it was all all you know all bets are off. Yep. Um, but I'm like you know, God blessed you with a child. Take care of it, please. And that's that's that's. Kara and I can't have kids. We haven't uh, you know we can't have kids. We're not in a position to adopt, and that's that's a real sticking point with me when I see irresponsible parenting. And it's, I have to sit on my hands, I have to bite my tongue so that I don't start punching people and yelling because it's, it doesn't necessarily always sit well with me. I understand that it happened for a reason and I don't know why that is, but you know, I'm sure that I, I have faith that I will learn in due time. But when I see people who are making stupid decisions because they're not thinking, that really bothers me. As you can tell, because I've talked about it for seven freaking minutes. Now we can talk about something different if you like. Maybe Katie. I, uh, I don't have a lot to say after that, buddy. So yeah, you weren't supposed to. Okay. Well, well, I felt like I should say something. Right. So. Nope. Nope. This was a standalone rant. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let's talk about something more fun. Let's talk about a sixteen-year-old who probably got off the tractor with the world's biggest Woody and his head wouldn't fit through the door because he made such a great pass. Cadence uh, Van Genderen, be Bryce Van Genderen. Is it Van Genderen or Van Genderen? I've always wanted to know that. Anybody know? I've heard it said uh, both Van, ways. 
So am I. Yeah, I've I've always said it Van Gendron. I've always said it Van Gendron, but that's fine. Um, Bryce has the Geared Green Pro Stock VG Motorsports, right? That's the name of his company. VG. Yep. VGM. Um, Caden is his nephew, Calvin's boy. Cal I used to pull with Calvin and Bryce back in my ECI days with our 10 mile an hour tractors. And uh, Caden made that the 856. Yeah, I pulled against their 4455, maybe, I think. Yeah, Ryan, before I had the narrow front end on it, I pulled in the 10 and the 11 with the, with the wide front, and I had to pull against those bigger ones. I put the narrow front on it so I could pull in the 8 and the 9. Maybe um, you should tell people where that tractor ended up. There's a little bit of history here. I know it, but you, but a lot of people don't. Tony McMullen, bad influence, light limited pro, mm -hmm. 85. 85, um, 85 limited pro. Trying to think of all the different names for that class. <laughs> light limited pro, 85 limited pro, 460. Turbo. Uh, that's the same paint. No, color. not a mod turbo. Nope, that's a 540. It was. Okay. Um, well, that's, I posted on TikTok, Alter Ego, and with the Outlaws, that's an unlimited super stock. And TPA, PPL, that's a light super stock. And then somebody, and like seven exclamation points, Charles was like, that's not an unlimited. I was just like, and that, yes. sometimes I'm in the mood to engage people mm -hmm. and, uh, and to do that. So I did, but that's fine. No, um, for those of you scoring along at home, that means he likes to troll people once in a while. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Hey, I'm getting now trolled you know. on pull. I'm getting trolled on pulloff.com right now. What they don't realize is I put that post up there to get more YouTube clicks, and it's working. So <laughs> it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Um, Wait, which I, post is that? Uh, well, when I blew a tractor up in Wisner, somebody put. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The one where the one where the guy went off about hearts. Hearts 85 yeah, is going up and then, every two minutes. And I'm like, guys, everybody has mechanical failures. But then I read some comment that I was too fat to reach the, the three-way dump. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm not – I mean, I'm not skinny mini. My dad might be – dad might have a hard time reaching for it to get that three-way dump. But I'm telling you. I but you have an extension on it on the three-way dump for him when, when he drives, right? <laughs> I went for fuel. Your dad's going to kick me next time he oh. sees me. Dad, dad's at the Springs playing golf tonight with his. Uh, they have like their adult weekend, so it's a lot of black velvet. All the black velvet's gone now in Wisconsin. Oh god, um, the uh, I by the time I went for the three way dump, it was over, and my turbo blew before. I mean, I've talked to enough. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. How many times to do anything wrong? Nobody did anything wrong. Stuff happens. So I'm just having fun. Jason, how many? We've been running that tractor since 2015, correct? Yes. How many times have you hung the rack open? Twice. On a heart's pump? Twice. In seven years. There you years. go. Yep. So. Twice. In seven years, approximately how many passes? Any Those, idea? Oh, hundreds. Figure, tw figure yeah. 15, 20 passes a year? That was um that was run 32 of this season. So, so I'm well, I, underst I understand, but... Nobody wants to yeah. see a half dead cat pin it. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Damn Trowbridge. I love Trowbridge. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um Shelter, you need to get you need to get Trowbridge a little bit of Jerry juice. He's uh he has run out like two years ago and okay. he needs more. Yeah, I got we're bringing the trailer back to Doug's back home to Doug so Doug can start getting everything ready so we can start putting stuff up for sale. And there's a case in there, I think. The last time I looked, it's been at Tony's for a couple of weeks. He might have been 
he might have been going in there and trying to fix COVID or something. <laughs> for all I know, I think Rob like uh, I think Rob likes caramel apple, and I think he likes peach. Yeah, it was fun to see Jared this weekend. It was fun to see, I was excited for Buckner to have MSTPA and Western Series and everybody all in the same spot. Um, oh, it was going to be awesome, and that old rain Saturday afternoon just did not. It was did not stop. Just kept going, but it was never like crazy downpour. But it was enough to be scare away a crowd. It was chilly this weekend. So there's no way we could have pulled. So there's kind of like our Hawkeyes, just a slow decay into Paul, who's your favorite? You fire Brian Ferentz. Yeah. Anyway. Paul, do you follow college football at all? Nope. Charles? I'm in Wolverine country. Okay. So how'd you guys do this weekend? Uh we didn't. We should have absolutely blown Hawaii off the map and we didn't. It was kind of kind of was not good. Won the game, but I mean they didn't even cover the spread. Yep. Uh, okay, again, Zellwood, Florida this Saturday, the 17th, Dragway 42, the 24th of September, Diesel's and Dark Corners, November 4th and 5th, and then uh, May 19th through the 20th will be the Polar's Championship uh, round two. Thank you, Brad Holzauer, for having our back. We cannot do this without you.